Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Serbcast, Mobile Serbs Canadian Tech Focus Podcast. This week, we're talking about all things WWDC. I'm Patrick O'Rourke and Brad Bennett, a man who refers to himself as the bad boy of tech. He's across the internet for me. He's not in the office. He's got a cool purple light behind him. I also think he might be wearing the same colored t-shirt as me today, I think. Yeah. Possibly. Is it like an olive green? No, yours is looking a little more brown. Mine's like a very faded green. Oh, okay. I do have a... We're we're getting off like Desert Storm aesthetics. Desert Storm. I do have a green shirt like that. I should wear that next time. Nice. Yeah, I wish I had a brown one. I did once, but it got stolen. Another story for another time. <laughs> anyway, I'm so, Brad. How's everybody doing? How, how are you doing? It's been a while since we've done a pod. Yeah, I've been good. Uh, I was in the office yesterday, which was fun. Today, I've been installing this green screen, which if you're watching the video podcast, you can see it behind me. It's a work in progress, and hopefully, that'll involve some fun little uh, green screen stuff in the next video. What about you? What, yeah, have, you yeah. been, what have you been up to? Ah. <sighs> gardening that's all i do is gardening i don't i don't do any work anymore just gardening no it's it's been busy there's a lot of stuff i'm doing um behind the scenes and i'm headed into the office later today to work on uh shooting some stuff that i think may go not too well but we'll see wow fun (laughs) stuff we can talk about gardening for a bit though i mean my grass in my backyard is really thick and it's raining today so it's like you know that's healthy for it. And that's is it raining like in Toronto? A little bit. Yeah, it was like kind of stormy. I closed There's my no window. Rain. It was loud. No rain out here. Yeah, you just live in the sunshine state, eh? Which is Burlington. Yeah. No, yeah, this, this, I was going to water my, my plants last night, and then I saw that there's... It's supposed to rain. It's supposed to thunderstorm today, right? And But there's nothing. Yeah. As far as I can tell, nothing's happened yet out here anyways. Maybe the clouds are moving. Yeah, they're coming my way. Maybe. Okay, anyway, should we talk about Apple stuff or like, I, I guess I we Steve Jobs about, and the iPod was on my list. Just talk about so go back uh, to the gardening for the next 30 minutes instead. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about the landscaping of Apple Park. That's what I should make uh, my video on. That would be funny. Okay, so there that are some things cool. to talk about there. Um but yeah, so I know, just there's to, a lot, yeah. Just to set the anyway, stage, WWDC is coming up. This podcast is coming out literally just before it. We're kind of, this is kind of like a primer for like what we expect from it. Um, this is going to be one of the first events in two years where we actually physically have somebody at it. First big tech events. I know you've been to some stuff, Bennett. Um, no, but so uh, Bennett, the Apple event has been a while, yeah. Yeah, for, for an Apple event or like a Google event, that sort of thing, like these big sort of bombastic hardware keynotes, we haven't really had someone in person at them because they've all been remote. Um, this time, Bennett's headed down to Apple Park. I think it'll be your first time on the Apple campus. Uh, first yeah, time in San Francisco, ch- yeah. First time in San Francisco too. That's cool. You'll be able to check really out excited. the uh, excellent landscaping. 
Yeah, it, like you mean across the park or the city in general? The park, Apple Park, Apple Park. Yeah, no, the city in general I'm pretty hyped with. I mean, I'm assuming the people from DGI are not listening to this, but they asked me, I think two days ago for the Mini 3 drone back. And I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. And I printed off the return slip. And as I was like taking it back to my desk, I was like, I think I want to take this drone with me to California, though. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> so a good idea. I really want I, to do some drone shots of the the Golden Gate Bridge and the Golden Gate Park and stuff. I'm not a I'm not a traveling person. Like I don't really like traveling, but I do like going to San Francisco. It's a very interesting city. Apple Park's fun too, in a sense, because it's very different than any other like huge tech giant's head office. Um, I mean, it's the... like super nerdy, but like, yeah, going to Apple Park is like a check off the bucket list, you know, the same yeah. way that like CES was and stuff like that. So I'm pretty excited, super excited. Speaking of gardening, just to take it back to this uh, yeah. podcast, true topic. One thing you'll notice even... is that there's like, there's no grass anywhere in Apple Park. Yeah, grass is so like 2012. <laughs> what do they have? Is it like mosses or is it just like more like, like drought resistant stuff? There's a lot of um, like perennial plants all over the place and trees and stuff like that. But then there's also um, like tufts of tufts of grass. Like I don't know what it's called. Not like a lawn sort of deal, just like tufts of grass kind of distributed all over. And then there's just like wood chips. It's very interesting landscaping that that, uh, Apple went with for it. Cool. I'm excited. I'm excited to check it out. I'm sure it won't even compare to our backyard. So it's whatever. But definitely not. I can't see how it goes. But let's let's talk about some of the stuff that we expect to see. Um, like most Apple events, we have a reasonable idea of what might be shown off, but we don't entirely know for certain. Um, I think the first thing that's worth discussing is, I think like almost one hundred percent, we're going to see a new MacBook Air. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think that like the M2, well, so both new MacBook Air and M2 chip to power it, I think is like hand in hand they'll go. Um, but I think WWDC makes a lot of sense. It's like a developer-focused event. So like the MacBook Air with M2, I'm envisioning Apple like really marketing it as like a tool for people. It's like it's a it's a work tool. It's a student tool. It's a tool for developers. And I really think that like the sort of ethos of the developer focus of WWDC will just like blend in with the fact that there's a new MacBook Air really, really well. I would love to see Apple go back to like the old school things. And I don't even know if they ever did this, but I... Maybe it was Google, but somebody was just like, and look under your seats, like everybody's getting a MacBook Air. Like, did they ever do that? Was that somebody? No, uh, not any event that I've been to. I think they may have given press and media and attendees an iPod many, many, many years ago. Maybe that was it. Before my time. That is a thing that like happened at other stuff I went to. Like I remember going to GDC like more than more than five years ago at this point. That's crazy. Uh, And they just (laughs) gave like everybody a Vita at at a Sony conference. It was Look under your desk. There's a Vita. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think the new MacBook, new MacBook Air will be hype. I think what are we the most hyped about? The redesign and the chip? I, I guess both, right? We want to start with the redesign? Yeah. So I, I'm always all about aesthetics when it comes to devices. As people know, if you've, if you've read my iPhone reviews or some of my other It's all about those hashtag vibes. Yeah. The, the phone, the phone's got to have good vibes. Um, but yeah, like I, I'm more excited for that. I think that the MacBook Air design is long overdue for change. I'm really hoping that Apple brings some of the color that's brought to the iPhone line and um, the iPad Air over to the uh, MacBook Air. That's what I think it really needs to make it kind of be like the fun alternative. Yeah, I'm hoping that they'll like, I don't know, it's 50-50 because I think 
I wouldn't be necessarily surprised if they did new colors. Apple hasn't been sticking to a consistent like color um, batch for a while now. But I think the ones that, the color batch that I would be the most excited to see if they did stick with something that's existing wouldn't be the iPads or the iPhones. It would be the iMacs from a year ago, two years ago. When did those iMacs come out? I really want like a yellow MacBook Air or so, like an orange one or like a really purple one, a red one. Imagine a red MacBook Air. I would agree with all of that, but the yellow, the yellow of I like do not like that color anymore, despite having it like sitting beside me. Um, the thing that threw me off about the yellow is it looks different in person than it does in pictures. I don't think mm. the other colors are like that, but the yellow really was like that. It's um, it's like it's not as uh, I'm looking at it. That's why I'm turning around. It's not as like understated as it kind of seems like it is in, in photos. It's actually a really, really deep yellow. Um, and the other colors in that iMac lineup aren't like that. Um, but you're right. That that would be cool. Yeah, I think that's what I'm hoping for the most. I mean, that iMac, the like squared off design, the like white bezels representing what we think Apple was sort of hinting at as for like the consumer line of computers. So I would be I would love to see a lot of the iMac aesthetics kind of blend in with the MacBook Pro aesthetics from last year um, to just make this new like M2 MacBook Air, you know, give me that. You know, be sick. Imagine, you know how the MacBook Pro has like that black keyboard, but it's like the keys are black and the, the area underneath them is black as well? Yeah. I, I don't think Apple will do this, but I would love to see the new MacBook Air have that similar like full pool of color, uh, which would just be white. There's some uh, mock-ups that like, I, I don't know if it was Mac rumors and 9to5Mac, they, they always make mock-ups based on rumors yeah. and one of them had like a white keyboard. Uh, yeah, that would be, be really cool. cool. I just don't think it's going to happen. Like Apple's all about that that black keyboard. I don't think they've done, have they ever done white keys? Was there? Yeah, well, the old MacBook? MacBooks, like in the clamshell, the plastic ones were white. And I mean, the That's Mac true, yeah. keyboards that go with all the computers or like the desktops are all white as well. I think you might have the Pro one with the M1 Ultra still. I don't know. But like, even on the yellow one, there was white keys. Yeah. I have the yellow one in my closet back there. I don't want to but it has white keys on it. it. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you're right. I didn't think of that. So um, that would be exciting. It'll get dirty, but I, you know me, I kind of like when tech looks a little rough and a little used. So I, I kind of like would be excited to have something that would look patina that way. I'm Maybe less excited. Right no, no, I think, well, I mean, it, it, anyway. <laughs> it would look worn. It would look worn, I guess, which, which would destroy my brain. But like, I understand that that's, that's your thing. Yeah. Um, anyway. With, with the M2, like I'm a little less excited about it. Like I, I cool great apple's pushing its uh its proprietary hardware forwards so that's great to see but yeah. like i have an m1 max macbook pro and that's already overkill for my purposes um well yeah but ideally like the m2 would you know be what you would actually need you know yeah so i'm interested in seeing what it looks like but i, I don't know i don't know how to explain it it's like i'm lukewarm on seeing more advancements because it's already so what apple's offering is already so powerful like the m1 is already more than powerful enough to do most of the stuff that i personally do i know you're in a bit of a different situation with video editing so like you drop an m2 into this thing cool it's more powerful but i was already good before with the previous macbook i guess yeah. is what i'm really saying i'm expecting less of like a power improvement this time around and i'm really hoping for like insane battery life um I think like you're saying the power in the M series has been like above and beyond what most people needed to be and like every level so far like even Alex was editing on an M1 Air for a while like you know it's totally possible um but I would love to see like you know revamps with the efficiency cores or like 
you know, maybe it's just like the M2 was just like all efficiency cores, but these efficiency cores are the power of the powerful cores from before. And now we're getting like 30 hours of battery life or something just absolutely ridiculous. Battery life would be cool. That's a good point. Yeah. I'd, I'd also... I'd, there, there are advantages to the chips beyond just like raw power. I, I didn't even consider that. I'd also like to see them drop it back down to 12 inches. Not that the MacBook Air was ever 12 inches, but if, you know, they... Re- they when they did when they ah, when they redid the pros, they finally did a fourteen inch one. So perhaps um, changing the display aspect ratio of the air could go back to MacBook levels, which would be really exciting. Because like with less um, less bezels, right? Yeah, exactly. Or minimize less bezel. bezels, small size. Maybe keep it thirteen inches if you could. But for me, the MacBook Pro was well. Actually, here's a question before we get into that. Do you think the 13-inch MacBook Pro survives the end of WWDC? No. Yeah, me either. Not if there's a new MacBook Air. It's done. Exactly. So I think that will disappear, which would be interesting. So I guess, yeah, maybe they'll have to keep a 13-inch computer in the lineup just because they have for so long and people are so used to it. But personally, I think for portability, 12 is better. And for productivity, 14 is better. That 13.1 is like, that's old school. What year is this? I hate carrying around the 14-inch MacBook Pro. Like, I don't go into the office what? much, but when I do, my backpack is so heavy. But it's not, but it's not the, the computer. Your weight, the weight isn't based on the size. It's just the fact, that the, the overall design of the computer, I guess. But, like, I don't think these computers are heavier than the 13-inch by, like, a substantial amount, were they? A little bit, but it, it's not like it's a pound or something heavier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to be honest, like MacBook Airs would be hype. That's what I want. That you know me, I'm like less ports. Give me an iPad. I just want, if iPads were good, I'd be using them. <laughs> but I would love a MacBook Air that I could just like, yeah. Like if I, I don't know. There's something about the MacBook Air similar to that 12 inch MacBook I was just holding up. But it's like I talk about this a lot when you can pay less but still get like a like really squeeze like maximum power out of a device. Um, I just like get excited about that. I really, really like that stuff. So I have a lot of hope that the new uh, MacBook Air with the M2 chip will like hit that sweet spot to me. Like, yeah, I, I'm pretty certain we're going to see this at this event. Like it's it's long overdue. It's to me a certainty. I would be shocked if we don't see a new Air. Um, no, I'm being like psychotic happen. right now, but in my mind, I'm just like, oh, like what if I sold my MacBook Pro and I got the new Air? <laughs> well, well, that's a good question. Like how is the M2 chip going to benchmark against the m1 max or the m1 pro right like is it going to be similar is it going to be more i'd expect powerful? it i'd expect it to be similar i don't know that's if it's going guess. to be more powerful because it's going to have like i assume they're going to start with like something that's a mix of performance and efficiency cores and i think the m1 pro and the m1 max and the m1 ultra are just all performance cores because they have cooling um so like there's a chance they could still outperform the new air but if the air has like better battery life you know, faster CPU and like you can get it for cheap with a lot of storage. Like that's still a really viable like video editing machine. I don't know. I guess like there's nothing wrong with my MacBook Pro, but like you said, that small size and those aesthetics of the colors. Sometimes that's you what interests that me. Yeah, same. Okay, um, so what else? What else do we have? I think we can move on from the air. Like we know that's going to be pretty much a certainty. We'll be shocked if it if it's not shown off. I th- um, I hope they bring the SD card slot back too. Oh yeah, that's a good thing to to mention. Like, what ports do we think are going to be on it? I I think there will be an SD card slot. Um, I don't think there's going to be an HDMI port. To be honest, I think Apple's going to stick with uh, just like USB C Thunderbolt adapters for that uh, kind of UI. 
Um, and there's not going to be USB-A ports. Like, there's people saying that they want the return of the USB-A port. Like, I don't know what planet you're on. That's Who are those truly people? not going to yeah, happen. Yeah, what? <laughs> I think we're going to get two USB-Cs, and that's it. Still. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that that's where it's going. Um, Apple yeah, would moving be on to, too nice if they gave us more. Moving on to other stuff, like, I, I don't think there's going to be a new MacBook Pro. I know there are some rumors about that. I don't think it's been long enough since the reveal of the last MacBook Pro. And if there is a new one, it would just be like the MacBook Pro with an M2. Um, it would not be yeah. like a redesign. Some people are predicting like a redesign where they're going to ditch the display notch because it is kind of... <laughs> Do you run into issues with the display notch on the Pro? It drives me crazy. No, never. On what though? Like how? I have a lot of um, apps that I that have like shortcuts in the, the taskbar at the top. Um, and they disappear behind the notch. And I have to like close certain ones in order for those apps to reappear again. Interesting. And I have, I have quite a few. There's like one for my like webcam. There's one for like controlling my ring light. There's a bunch of different apps that I have up there. Um, a bunch of I've, jank apps, you mean? It's not even like, okay, so you're not using real apps. It's like, I got my, my webcam light app. It's like, you don't expect that to be the I best. Guess, but that's but annoying it, that it has so many things along the top, even it feels like it should just have a file edit and whatever. <laughs> I guess, but I also do expect them to to still work. Like, it would have been better if Apple, this is like totally off topic, but it would have been better if instead of just like having things disappear behind it, they just got smaller or like um, it automatically closed like certain ones or something like that. Because every time I restart my computer, I just have to like close a bunch of them for it to appear. Like right now, what's what's hidden there's i think i think the light wait are you talking about like the short so you're are you talking about like the file edit like buttons like that are you talking about like the bluetooth button and like the battery the bluetooth stuff all that stuff yeah on the right uh, side yeah can you hide stuff there like can you hide like battery life and the you can you can uninstall like, you don't need any of that stuff you can hide some of it and you can uninstall some um like not every app needs it like i've done that i've gotten rid of like a bunch of different apps that were kind of crowding that area but even then like certain things disappear um but anyways that, that's not important um yeah the macro pro don't think it's going to happen if it does very minor redesign that's all i expect sorry very minor hardware update which would be like the m2 likely yeah um, i don't think they would yeah. even do it though unless they're going to do like and they might now that they've sort of like establish what the apple chip roadmap can be but like maybe they'll all at once be like here's the m2 and here's the m2 pro and here's the m2 uh max because now they've like developed the processes to like take one chip and extrapolate it up or or take one chip and extrapolate it down i'm not sure exactly yeah we're not sure exactly how apple discovered where they got to but they discovered it and yeah it wouldn't be ultra surprise it wouldn't be m1 ultra surprising for them to Ooh. release new new or the full suite of m2 chips at once but also it would be a little different from last year so it's a bit unexpected some of the other stuff that we've seen rumors about are like for example the imac pro um i don't think we're gonna see that at this particular event i don't even know if there's going to be an imac pro to be honest because i don't i don't know if there's an audience for it anymore right like there's other devices that Apple sells that kind of fill that void, especially now that there's the studio display and the, the Mac studio. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I, I just don't know if Apple's ever going to go back to it. Yeah, I think so. I think Simplify, like with the power of like what we were talking about before, where it's like, oh, will the M2 chip like cannibalize the pro laptops? Like because the power of all these chips is so like above par, it doesn't make sense for Apple to have, I think, as diverse of a computer lineup that it did in the past. 
Like I think the the standard like M1, M2, a Pro version, and then a Super Pro version is probably enough. I think even M1, M1 Pro, M1 Max, and M1 Ultra, even last year, was a bit overkill. Yep, no, I agree. Um, and then some of the other stuff that we're seeing rumors about is like a new HomePod that has a screen and a built-in camera. I 100% think that device exists, especially like given the kind of hybrid work world that we live in. I'm not surprised yeah. at all that Apple's working on something like that. I just don't think there's been enough leaks yet for me to think that they're going to talk about it at WWDC. Though Apple did show off the like OG original HomePod for the first time at WWDC, and then it didn't come out for like six, seven months or something like that. So it's possible. I just think it's highly unlikely. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. Now that you've said that you're like basing your opinion on like not seeing leaks, I'm like, oh, maybe I should like agree with Pat. That makes a lot of sense. Um, but also just if there's only going to be the MacBook Air at this event, I think there's going to have to be something, whether that be a hint towards reality OS or whether that be a new HomePod. I just think Apple is going to need a few products to fill the space and the HomePod seems like an easy one to pop out because I'm, it seems strange that it would take them this long to develop it. And perhaps um, we were talking about this last night with Huawei because Harmony is kind of like, you know, Google Fuchsia, that like operating system we yeah. hear about every once in a while. I guess like Huawei's ver vision for Harmony OS is very similar to that. Um, but maybe reality OS is as well from the Apple side, like maybe reality, maybe this HomePod will come out and it'll be running like reality OS. We won't know that it's reality OS, but maybe that's why all the trademarks are releasing about it is because be. it's going to actually be running on the HomePod. Cause like Google did that with its Nest and Google hubs. I don't know the names of all of them, but the first one was running like some sort of Chrome OS. And then I think the new ones are running Fuchsia and maybe there was like an Android version or something like they had the same, whoops, they had the same face, but behind the scenes, there was a lot of different stuff happening there. And perhaps Apple could do something similar with reality OS here, especially if it's going to have a camera on it. It's probably worth talking about the often rumored augmented reality, virtual reality headset that Apple's reportedly working on too. Um, I, like that thing exists. I've been writing about it for like five, six years now at this point. 100% exists. It's going to come out. I really did think, like, kind of filling in the gaps with what you were talking about, I really did think they were going to tease it at uh, WWDC. Like, not let anybody I, try I it. Do, yeah. Have, like, some sort of, a like, a like an on-screen demo sort of thing and just show off what it looks like, right? Like, that that's what I thought would happen just to get developers excited about it, to get more software on it, and then it wouldn't release until maybe, like, I don't know, mid-2023 or something yeah. like that. Like, HomePod style, right? I think um, so. But recent leaks that we've seen from a bunch of different sources have kind of indicated that like Apple has no plans to show it off um, early because they don't want, they want to prevent copycats, quote unquote, like other companies taking the design or taking the concepts and, and building on them and getting it out before they're able to release the headset. Um, I don't know, that seems like a bit of a tight timeline for someone to like see it and then like release something six months before Apple does, but I do think there's likely some level of truth to those rumors. Like if Mark Gurman and like Ming-Chi Kuo are saying that we're not going to see this headset at this event, I am pretty confident that they're, they're correct. And unfortunately we're not going to see it. Yeah. It's breaking my heart. I, I think you might be right, but I, I don't know. I, I'm holding out hope. I'm, I'm choosing to believe I'm going to WWDC for the first time and I'm choosing to believe that it's going to be, be cool. smart glasses. The world is going to change, and I'm going to be there watching it, hopefully. That's what I'm hoping. 
for? I've I've been pretty hyped for the headset for quite some time, but recently, like uh, I guess my excitement's been a little more luke lukewarm for it. Um, there was a report that came out. I can't remember the specific source, uh, but like what, what I I guess to to take it a few steps back, like what I expected out of this headset um, was something like it's, that's quintessential Apple. Like they're not reinventing the wheel, but they're taking the concept of a VR and augmented reality headset. And they're releasing something that's better than everything that's already out there. They're doing something. Uh, but this does sound that. like they're reinventing the wheel. Like it, the reason that you're saying they're holding it back to not let people steal their ideas makes me believe that they're going to be reinventing. The, like mixed reality is a whole reinvention. That's what you would think. Um, but then this report was saying that like Apple's even struggled to match the Oculus Quest 2 in terms of fidelity and getting apps up and running on it and responsiveness, um, which makes me like, a little bit concerned that it's going to come out and it's just going to be like Meta's Oculus Quest 2, but without the like massive expansive software ecosystem that that company's built up over the last like, I don't know, how long is Oculus? Oculus has been around for a long time, but like... Way too long, yeah, like 10 the, years or more. The Quest, prob- probably like four years, something like that now at this point. Um, and that that's my that's my worry is like, it won't have that little little dash of Apple magic to it and it'll just be a slightly better version of the quest without cool games, because that's also part of that same rumor is that um, it's not going to have a gaming focus. It'll, it'll be focused on like meetings and like chat room stuff and like social interaction rather than, than gaming, um, which is fine. But I'd, I'd also like it to have that kind of gaming side. Cause I think that's a good way of um, getting people to care about, uh, mixed reality, augmented reality, virtual reality, whatever you want to call it. Well, the gaming um, side, getting I think them to care just about that mostly technology. virtual reality. Like the Quest Two, we should be clear, is just virtual reality. I think augmented reality yes. is an entirely different thing, and I think Apple's focusing on augmented reality more than virtual reality. Well, it depends. Depends on the rumors that you look at. Like, it the thing comes with apparently 4K displays, right? So, um, that's a focus of virtual reality. There are have been rumors of like augmented reality. Um, like mini games and stuff like that. Pe- people don't really know what its focus is is going to be. And then you have like all that we talked about this before the pod. Like you have all of the stuff that Apple's been working on the last little bit with like the lidar sensor and the iPad Pro um, in terms of augmented reality. So like who? I think it's going to try to do all of it, right? Like it's trying going to try to be a VR headset, going to try to be an AR headset, um, which I guess in a sense is is mixed reality, right? Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about as like the reinvention of the wheel. You know what I mean? Like the Oculus Quest or my HTC Vive or whatever it's called. When you put it on your head, you're you can't see out. Well, you can, but it's like jank, is super yeah. jank. I think Apple's really trying to work for a way where you can like see out for some reason. I don't know why. It's maybe it's got to be sleek if you're going to wear it that often. But yeah, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a significant departure from what we've seen so far. The closest thing would probably be. The closest thing to me in my mind is Facebook's like Cambria. Yeah, the higher end one. Yeah. The one that they haven't yeah, seen yet. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Like I, I would like to see the little Apple dash of magic on this. That would be spectacular. Um and I mean I, I used to be like really into VR. I wrote about like all the early VR headsets, like the Vive and the Rift when the touch controllers came out and I've been playing around with an Oculus Quest 2 for the last little bit. There's still like there's still there's still something there that I think companies haven't quite been able to unpack particularly meta facebook whatever you want to call it um and maybe apple's the company to finally figure that out yeah i don't know it's it's weird yeah vr is becoming like 
broken up by niches in such a strange way where it's like there's this huge gaming focus and that's sort of i think what's like getting people in but sort of leading up to facebook's rebrand is meta there seems to be like a really big growing like online community of like vr people just like hanging out online and that's like actually growing a significant amount as well and then on top of that we have like this mixed reality ar stuff that with apple glasses whatever they're going to be called and cambria like coming up it's going to change quite a bit but yeah it's like almost incredibly hard to pinpoint now because it's just fracturing more and more with the more products that like come out it's weird there's so many there's so many chat room apps on the oculus quest like it's baffling when you go under that category in the app store yeah i've been watching lots of videos about it and it's just like strange place looks like a really it strange is... place as someone who like was really into VR five years ago, I think pretty much exactly. And like tried a bunch of different headsets, PlayStation VR, the Quest, the Vive, like, sorry, not the Quest, uh, just the regular Oculus. Going to the Quest is like this interesting experience for me because there's no, like you don't have to set up uh, like base stations. You don't have to like do this complicated like room scale thing. You just like put it on and you do have to like set up the room scale, but it takes like one minute instead of like 15 minutes like it did with the Vive. Um, so I do see like that technology moving forwards, having like not really paid attention to VR for the last little few years. So there is an opportunity for Apple to do something different. Um, I'm just hoping I'm, I'm wrong and you're right. And they actually do. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm hoping I'm right too, but I'm also like, whenever I try to think about like, what would I do with a VR AR headset? I can't think of like good use applications. What's the issue? Yeah. Beyond like FaceTiming games watching content even though i don't really want to watch content with a thing on my head and chat rooms i guess meetings yeah chat i guess it's all chat everything's chats i message chat, chat, all chat. the way down baby <laughs> okay let's hit a quick ad break and then we'll talk about like some of the other stuff that we know for sure is going to be at wwdc you should celebrate yourself every day but some days you should celebrate with jewelry whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Okay, so there's iOS 16, iPad OS 16. I actually haven't reported many of the leaks about this. I did a little bit of research yesterday, and surprisingly, not a lot has appeared about the new version of Apple's operating system. Whereas in years past, we've seen like everything, like pretty much every single feature we've known about ahead of time going into WWDC. This year, we don't. Um, I think some of the stuff that I was able to find, uh, like supposed to be a revamped lock screen, which I think would be cool. Um, yeah, a very cool. A better notification center. That would be spectacular. I hate the way that um, the iPhone handles notifications. It's not great. As someone who like only uses an iPhone now, I miss that from the Android world. Um, and then some of the other things I saw were like focus mode being expanded, uh, which like, do you use focus mode? So um, when they came out, I wrote a story about like how to use focus mode and where like I think people would want to use focus mode. And I set up three focuses. Let me look at the name of them. I'm currently in my work focus right now. So I've got do not disturb. That's just default. Everyone has that. I have a work focus that goes from nine to five and like blocks like discord and game notifications and anything that's like not work related notification wise. Um, 
And then I have one for sleeping that just like blocks out more stuff, but still allows like important calls to come through. And then I have a me time one that just like nothing comes, nothing comes to me. Um, but I haven't like found myself using them. And I think like I was happier when I just had do not disturb on or off. And it was just like a really simple, like you can get me or you cannot get me. And then also on top of that, I'm also fairly good at like managing my notifications. So it's like I install a new game. That app does not get notification permissions because I don't need like game permissions or game notifications, like all this other stuff. So I was pretty good at that. Um, but yeah, this work one's annoying because it's like, I don't know if I want to say this, but like sometimes <laughs> I do want my Discord notifications during the day and I'll like miss things because yeah. like Alex will be sitting at her computer and like messaging me and I won't miss it because it like it extends from the phone to your computer to your watch to your iPad. Like it, it links all of them under that same profile. And I just found it like, a little too precise um, for me. And also the most annoying thing is they just like turn off and on on their own. So it's just like every day at five, I'm like working away, ha ha ha. And it's like my work mode turns off and I just get like a thousand notifications that are just like, you did not eject your SD card properly. And they all come at the same time. I get like 20 a day and just like, and those just arrive. And then I have to spend like two minutes deleting all the notifications and then I get back to work and it's just like really annoying. So yeah. I'm not really looking forward to new focus modes. <laughs> I know people that love it and use it and have like this finely curated system. I've tried and it just doesn't work for me. Like I have a yeah. system set up where like I just don't look at my phone during the day when I'm working. Like I just don't look at it. Anything that I need in terms of notifications, like I'm getting through stuff that's on my desktop, like whether it's Facebook Messenger, or Gchat or Slack or whatever. I just don't need my phone during the day because any communication that I need to do with people, whether it's work related or like talking to friends or whatever I'm doing on my computer, not on my phone. Um, that said, I do have like a sleep focus mode set up just where like only I think text messages because nobody texts me. And if someone were to text me, it's like super important. Um, yeah. And phone calls and alarms go through in sleep mode. That's the only thing I have set up and I have that set up on a timer. I did try doing like a work mode where I didn't get um, certain messages or certain notifications. I mean, but like you, I have, I've have my notifications like pretty curated at this point, right? Like I have pretty much everything turned off. The only apps that notify me about things are like apps that I care about. So I'm never super overwhelmed. Exactly. Um, I just like, I don't, to me, focus mode is like a really cool idea, but it takes so much work to set up that it feels like it's just not worth the effort when I could either a not look at my phone or yeah, no, no straight up. Just like not look at my phone during the day because everything I need yeah, is on my desktop over. and that's it. Like that's, that's what I've always done. Like I just, anything I need is on my computer. I don't know how much more there is to talk about iOS 16. I think it's expected to be like a relatively pedestrian update. Um, mostly focused on like, uh, stability with like a couple new features there's nothing really exciting at least that i've seen maybe apple has some surprises the always on display leak seems exciting was there a leak about an always on display okay cool yeah what um, uh, apparently that's coming I, all i really remember i just kind of uh breezed it. i think maybe nitter wrote it but um i think always on display coming and apparently the technology is built into the screens of the iphone 13 series so like it will come to iphone 13s and 14s apparently like it will that's cool. be uh, more available, which is pretty cool. Apparently, Apple is starting like has LTPO displays, like all a lot of the other high end manufacturers, or whatever. So they can like drop the refresh rate really low, which is finally like allowing them to do 
always on displays. But would this only be with the iPhone 14, or would it also work on the 13? No, it's supposed to come back to the 13 as well. Apparently. I don't know. But I hope so, because I have a 13. Um, Oh, the thing I was going to say about focus modes. I got it back. Um, It's like, I don't even want a focus mode, because notifications are so easy. Or not so easy, but like, you sit down for like an hour, you can manage them. You know what I mean? Like, it's not an insurmountable task. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, And you only have to do it like once. You know what I really need help with? You know what gives me a ton of like bogus, fake, just random, terrible notifications a day? My email app. That's where I have real problems with notifications. Do you use the stock, like the Apple's mail app? No, I use an app called Spark. Um, It's pretty great, but I like it because it allows me to like delete emails really quickly and in bulk really nicely. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Like you work the same job though. We just get like so many things that are just like not related to what we do. And I wish there was a way to like curate that, you know? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm just looking at it now. Like, I got five emails since we started recording this podcast, and like, none of them are anything that I care about. Yeah, I've got some Father's Day gift guide stuff for shoes. Doesn't relate. Um, oh, there's actually a cool Xbox thing. I got a random like mixed cloud email that I probably should just unsubscribe from a book review. Someone's asked me to review a book. Not going to be doing that. Um, something from a place called Neurologics. <laughs> the world's first contactless wellness and vital sign monitoring situation. Definitely relevant to your interests. Yeah. But like, it's just always stuff like that. Like, it's just like, yeah, one out of every 10 emails is like an, an email that I should read. And like, I wish there was a way to manage that more consistently, but it's like people just send emails and it's either I'd be like, don't send me emails again, but Someday they might send me something useful, so I can't really do that. And yeah, that's like, that's where I struggle managing things the most. That's where I'd love to see a change. I have this insane system where I like only, like I get a bunch of emails, but I never mark them as read. I do it like once a week. I'll I'll just respond to stuff as they come in that I need to respond to and everything else I'll just leave and it just sits there. I'm not read for like seven days and then I'll go through it again at the end of the week and just mark them all as read. But it's not, it's not super efficient. It's just what I've always done. Yeah, I know. I need to do that soon. I'm sitting with like an inbox with like 4,217 emails in it currently. But I also never ever delete any of my emails. I want to know how many I have. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open it up. I went back time. and deleted everything out of my personal Gmail the other day. And it gave me like eight gigs back of my cloud storage. So I was like, I have okay, yeah, 60,000 saved emails. Gross. I kind of like it because so many times it saved me because I need to go back and like find a specific email or a contact from like 10 years ago that I need to speak to. Anyways, yeah, for we, sure. we get... I'm the same way. I don't delete my emails either. I just mark them as red. But like, well, I delete my personal emails with the yeah. work ones. I'm just, yeah, different situation. Let's let's get back to www, www, <laughs> So that that's iOS and iPad OS. Um, I think the other things that we'll see at the event for certain uh our mac os uh like a new version of mac os the rumor is that it's going to be called mammoth which is an interesting name um we'll definitely see watch os 9 and we'll see tv os 16 i i haven't seen any rumors about what's going to be included in mammoth my expectation is like there will be very m1 specific features that's my guess now that like apple's mostly pretty much entirely shifted over to its own architecture. I think you'll see the company really starting to take advantage of the fact that it's uh, Macs have its own chip in it. 
Yeah, um, I hope they tie they, iOS and macOS tighter together this year. Yeah, well, there's universal control, which failed on me the last time I was at the office. That was a, a bad experience. I was trying to use the iPad Pro as like a second screen, and it just kept failing over and over and over again. It would freeze. Um, but I know you've had a good experience with it, haven't you? Yeah, I used it all during I.O. as a second screen, and it, it was flying. Like, I didn't have any real problems. Like, it wasn't, you know, as fast as a regular display. It was like a yeah, tiny yeah. bit laggy, but it was like totally usable. I got through the, you know, I was happy to have it. Um, so perhaps just a quirk or something. Yeah, I don't um, know. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a shot again because uh, our monitors at the office are great. <laughs> Use the the iPad Pro as my second screen. Um, so I'm gonna go into like the editing bay and just work in there for the whole day. <laughs> That's what I think I'm gonna do when I go in. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. I don't know what else is gonna be in Mammoth. I have seen no rumors. In terms of watchOS 9, one thing that I'm excited about is having some of the like older watch faces that I really like being updated for the Series 7's display um, because right now they just don't really fit it. They don't take full advantage of the, the bigger screen. Um, and then I think I think there's, there'll probably be new watch faces. There always is every year. Always some kind of like fun watch face. It's supposed to be a redesign of how apps are like organized on the watch as well. What would what would that look like? What I have what no idea. I was just listening to, um, not listening to. I was just watching like YouTube videos about rumors and stuff like this morning, and that was just one of the things that I heard them talking about. They didn't really have much idea of what it was going to like look like, but I think it's an interesting change. The Apple Watch has stayed more or less the same for years. I don't know. Do you use the the flower petal home screen or do you use the vertical list? Nope. I know there's I two. use the list now. I switched to the list probably with the series the series five. But th- that's that's what I was thinking as you were saying that like I would assume that Apple's updating the like weird mess of apps flower petal design and in some way because it's it's kinda it's kinda useless as is it was like I even remember writing about the first Apple watch that was like one of the biggest shortcomings was finding the app that you were looking for within that kind of layout it just is not intuitive in any way yeah well i think it's intuitive to look around but the fact that it's so small and apps can look so similar to one another yeah. just it, it becomes very like confusing as soon as you get like a bunch of apps in there yeah and it's like it organizes itself weirdly which like can sometimes work where it's like it knows i use strava a lot so strava's always near the center but that one time i want to use the like camera yep. shutter button it's like where is that one that's out on the outskirts somewhere and i don't know how to find it it's hard to find stuff on such a small screen too that's why as soon as that like listicle version came out i just i just switched to that and i only use like a couple of apple watch apps right like i use yeah. the activity app i use strava um i can't even think like what's on my watch right now i use time the timer quite a bit i use pocket casts um i use spotify for some reason i have the stocks app on my watch i, I don't know why that's there i don't know uh, anything but stock business um and that's it like i don't i don't really use a lot of um a lot of apps on it and then like i don't i don't know what what else tvos like the only rumors that i saw were that there may be more smart home features i don't know what that would even look like maybe some sort of like a smart home hub that's directly available on tvos and the apple tv um, which is kind of like already there if you're using Apple's home ecosystem, maybe an expanded yeah, version just... of that with a better UI. I don't know. Yeah, um, I think you guessed it before. You're thinking maybe they just drop the HD Apple TV from the lineup as well. So, so that's something that they obviously won't announce, but we should keep our eye on just in case they do drop yeah. it from the, the website. I think I think its days are numbered. Um, I could see that disappearing. 
I, I, yeah. I know there are some rumors that we might get an Apple TV refresh. I think it's too early. I think we're just going to see the, um, the HD get dropped and stuff that and it'll just be the 4K version available. Yeah, I'd love to see them do like a TV stick, um, at like a lower price, but I don't know if that's Apple's grift, you know? Yeah, I mean, if they got extra A-series chips laying around, you know, just pop that in a little a little stick, HDMI stick. You can put an A-series chip in honestly anything as far as we monitor, doesn't matter. The studio Everything display there. beside me has an A-series yeah. chip in it. Apple Car runs off of A-series chips probably. It's just like 10 A-series chips all like uh, daisy chained together. To the headset is wheel. definitely an A-series chip. There's no doubt about it. The, the, the AR headset, headset the rumor yeah. the rumor is that it's an M1 chip, actually, a version of All the right. M1. That wouldn't surprise me either, which is secretly a version of the A-series, I think. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> not not, uh, not that different in terms of architecture. Um, mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's everything that we had planned to talk about. There's really not a lot of rumors about the new operating system updates. We know they're going to be at WWDC. That's like 100% what this event is focused on. It's really the hardware that's more of a question. But I think what's different this year is not a lot has leaked about all of these OS updates, at least not that I've seen or, or heard about, um, which in a sense is kind of exciting. Like when we sit down on Monday to cover this event, um, it's going to be a little harder for us, but also interesting things. Yeah, like, I really do think we're going to get like a new HomePod or AR glasses or something. There's going to be something because Apple's inviting people back and I think they would do a show they're going to do a show for us you know they're bringing you back for the uh macbook air that would be that like that wouldn't that would kind of fit what i'm going with i guess but i I really think that they're bringing us back and they're gonna like tease ar glasses or something tim cook's gonna gonna take it out of uh like a like a an envelope just like a yellow envelope a yellow envelope with the other macbook air but it's not gonna be yellow it's gonna be colored in one of the colors that the macbook air is gonna be it's gonna be purple and he's gonna pull it out and it's gonna be purple with white keys uh yeah there you go that's what we're gonna see i hope so Uh, yeah the new macbook air would make me really excited i think um i'm trying to think what are the only apple products that haven't actually got like a hardware redesign in a long time and yeah it's the macbook air the 13 inch Mac pro technically you're right with the apple tv there the home pod kind of um but yeah that's kind of it i mean the apple tv is hit and miss because they did get that new remote but the the box didn't change no, the box is still the same. There are also some rumors that there might be a new Mac Mini. I, I don't see that happening. That's why I just didn't talk about it. Oh, but like I, a, just a basic M2 Mac Mini? Yeah, being yeah, the that wouldn't surprise the me either. To me, it just makes more sense for Apple to put the Air for the to show off the M2 rather than the Mac Mini. I think the Air is kind of like a, a more mass market device that has more hype behind it, whereas the Mini is like, it's cool. I like the Mini. I've written about it a bunch of times, but I think it's very niche in a sense. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the mini sells well for them. You know, just being the lowest cost, like entry point into Mac oh, OS, sure especially with an yeah. M series chip nowadays. I, I think a lot of people that are probably eyeing up, like, what is, what's the what's the Ultra one called? Mac Studio? A lot of people probably eyeing up the Mac Studio probably only need a Mac mini with, like, a yeah. lot of RAM and storage. No, totally. I'm sure it sells well. I just don't think it's like the old MacBook Air, like I'm not talking about the one that we have now, but like the old MacBook Air, that was everywhere. That was like the computer yeah. that everybody wanted. I think there's just there's such like brand recognition and recognition of that specific device that if Apple really wants to introduce the M2 with a splash, it's better to put it in the air than than the Mini. But 
Who knows? For sure. I, I no think idea. the focus at the event will definitely be on the air, but I wouldn't be surprised if like near the end they were just like, oh, we also slipped it into the Mac Mini out over here, and yeah, here's someone happen. named uh, a T-shirt to come out and talk about it. And there you go. Come yeah. Okay, is that a good place to wrap it up, or do we have any final thoughts on WWDC? Should be a fun event. I could keep talking about WWDC until Sunday, honestly. My flight's in the morning. but <laughs> You're just going to keep going. Is that is that when you fly yeah. out? You fly out Sunday? Yeah, Sunday at like 7 a.m. And I was talking to Radek yesterday at the dinner thing that Dina and I went to, and he was flying out a few weeks ago or a week ago, and he said that Pearson is apparently crazy. He had like line up outside. It's supposed to be a, a bit of a nightmare. I would get there quite early. Yeah, but my flight's at like 8, so I had to be there at like 5 a.m. What? 8 a.m.? <laughs> Yeah. Oof. And you don't have a Nexus the... yet, right? I know. I don't. I applied. I have the application okay. process started now, finally. But um, no Nexus. I, uh, yeah, I have to be there super early. But yeah, it was either fly at 8 or fly at like 5 p.m. Those are the only two direct flights. So Rough. here I am. Yeah, I'll Small be price right. to pay to take pictures of Apple's spaceship from the Steve Jobs Theater. I want to take pictures of it from the sky. Drone. I think Apple will shoot down my drone probably immediately <laughs> yeah don't fly your drone there okay i think that i think yeah. that's a good place to wrap it up um that's it thanks for listening to the syrupcast you can find me on twitter at, at patrick underscore rourke and of course on mobilesyrup.com bennett where can people find you you can find me anywhere at the brad fad um on mobilesyrup.com on our youtube channel and uh yeah just my own social media at the brad fad and as always you can find all of our content on mobile syrup and also follow us on twitter and instagram at at mobile syrup thanks for listening and watching see you peace mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33% with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market